Welcome to The Fulfillment Project. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell, international fitness model and former IFBB pro figure athlete turned personal development sponge, entrepreneur, and online marketing junkie. I want to have it all in life, and I am not afraid to admit it. This show is for high-performing, high-vibing humans who are ready to take action, step through their fears, and up-level their life and business. Join me as we take one more step closer to that today. Welcome back to The Fulfillment Project. I am getting really excited because the Canadian Fitness Business Summit is literally right around the corner. That's happening April 13th and 14th in Mississauga, Ontario. And we have less than 70 tickets left, which is so exciting for me, you know, someone who's hosting and putting on an event this size. But I want to make sure that you grab your tickets before they're out. Um, We have a capacity for the room and we will not oversell tickets. So if you want to join us and jam everything business in the health and fitness world, uh, I would love for you to join us April 13th and 14th www.cfbs.ca. You can go grab your tickets and reserve that and come be in an environment for growth. Come get inspired and learn from some of the best in the industry, making six figures, multiple six figures, seven figures in the health and fitness space. I think there's something so powerful about getting around people who are doing what you're doing. You know, conferences and events, they're so powerful for networking or sparks of ideas or just believing that something is possible. And if you listen to the podcast at the beginning of January, you'll know that my theme for this year is fun. You know, I'm not doing anything unless it's fun. And we have some awesome activities and fun things planned for this event. So it's not just going to be sit there and speaker, speaker, speaker. This is a whole event full of fun and life and networking and connections for you and information to help you excel. So cfbs.ca, go grab your tickets. I got a really juicy episode here with you today because I actually have one of our clients, Ken. Hello, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I, I'm so excited to bring you on. And I actually really love bringing on clients because you're in the trenches for overcoming some things in your business right now. And I think that people can listen to podcasts or experts, but when we can bring real life, you know, people in the trenches making changes right now, I think it's so much more impactful. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Actually, yeah. a, a, tiny, a tiny bit nervous. Oh, ah, it's all good. <laughs> We're just chatting here. We're just chatting. Yeah, before, before we hit record, I was giving Ken a little, some little notes, and I said, it's just, it's just conversation, just conversation. Mm. Um, so Ken and his business partner, Barat, uh, own a company called Be Elite, and you guys are what I would consider experts in the transformational space. And when I say transformation, I mean body transformation, but from a really good, like, holistic perspective, which is why I love what you guys do and you focus on the inside out and and I really want to dive into all that because I think a lot of people listening health fitness professionals they want to be able to get those drastic changes for their clients but it's not just a training method there's a whole comprehend comprehensive uh, outlook on it so I definitely want to dive into that to help our listeners I want to talk about the business side as well um, but before we do that I'd love for you just to share like how did you get into fitness and, and where did your passion stem from um, for me, you know what, I actually did a post on it today and I talked about, I got into fitness originally, just, you know, like a lot of us in fitness, I didn't really like what I was seeing. You know, I, I had always been lean, always had a good body, always exercise, always in sports, but I wanted more. I wanted to change. 
And I always watched my dad and saw him being amazing shape, different than other dads. I'm like, dad, but I'm a dad. And geez, I want to, I want to look jacked. I want to look, you know, a certain way, but that's where I started. But along the way, I had a lot of stress. I had a lot of stress coming to my life, leaving corporate, going into my own business and end up in the hospital for a little bit. Uh, one day, Bart and I were doing a boot camp. I started reacting to sprays in the grass. And long story short, literally, I went to the hospital with not a lot of skin on my face. I was having immune reactions. It was it was horrible. I was like a creature. And when I was in the hospital, the doctors didn't really know what was wrong with me. I remember them whispering, going, Jesus, what's wrong with this guy? What's wrong with him? And me saying, I think it's an allergic or uh, I'm sensitive to things. They said, shh, be quiet. You don't know what you're talking about. And I said, you know what? After that day, I said, i got to figure out what's going on with me. And from then, I was kind of on the hunt to find a way to get my system to heal. And when I did, I got my system back on track. I got it working again. I said, there are other people going to this. I don't want them to go through this and, and feel like, no, you don't know what you're doing. We're just going to put you in this corner. I said, I want people to know they can heal. Anyone can heal if you just give the body what it needs. Mm, yeah. And I think that's so powerful. And I find that, you know, those of us who really dive deep into health, and I mean, I went to school for holistic nutrition as well. It was because we had our, we had our own issues and the conventional medical system, they don't want to listen. Everything needs to go through a diagnostic test. And I think that there are so many more benchmarkers for what's healthy before we actually get to even a diagnosis. Because by that point, the body's been through probably years of breakdown before you even get to that diagnosis. So I love that you are in the trenches and on the forefront for really helping clients support internal health. So where did the the passion come from the weight loss aspect with uh, integrating, you know, internal health practices? Well, for me, originally, I worked a lot with competitors. So <clears throat> getting competitors ready for, for shows and different things. And I was able to kind of look at how their body changed. So if they were, you know, eating a certain way, I could look and go, oh, this spot's a little bit heavier, having more body fat in this part of your body. And along the way, I took a course uh, learning more about hormone modulation that Park Charles Falcon was teaching it. And it made sense. So I started putting it together and saying, you know what? Also, when I fix this, someone gets leaner as well. Because I started leaving cosmetic. I'm like, I don't care about cosmetic anymore. I just want to focus on the inside. But then people were getting good cosmetic changes. And I realized, you know what? I think I can do both. You, you can do both. When you heal the body, cosmetic side effects always keep happening. And then I started linking them together. So you don't have to pick. You can have both, right? Yeah. And you actually have a better outcome because you feel good in the process. You're not breaking down the body. So I think that's so interesting because fitness competitions are so popular now. I mean, I did them for years. I, I coached women on them for years. And having those radical body transformations, we can look at these statuesque bodies and think, oh my God, you know, this is like the epitome of what a body should look like. But yet on the inside there's usually a lot of damage being done from those typical practices needed to get that lean. So do you find that it can take longer for results with focusing on the internal health? That's a, that's a great question. Cause yeah, sometimes we say, geez, you know, remember we used to do this. I look back at old meal plan, like remember you just like put this together and have tuna with mayo and this and like, Oh yeah. And they got great results. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it can take a little bit longer. I find it's very individual and based on what are they coming in with, number one. Number two, what are they in? It's like if I'm trying to teach someone to swim and they're drowning, it's very hard to get them to swim fast. But sometimes if people come in and their lifestyle is okay, I can get their system to heal and get really quick cosmetic changes at the same time. But I find it's very individual based on their surroundings. You know, if their system really banged up, uh, really inflamed, uh, they're not going to the bathroom. I find it takes a little bit longer 
you know, to get them to, to change and stay. Let me rephrase it. To change and stay is another thing. Because I can get them to change fast, but it may just come back. Let me go on a trip, drink some beers, boom, they're back. But if I want to stay, six months is usually that marker where the system, liver, gut, I can get everything to heal a little bit better. So mm-hmm. it does take a little bit longer. You're probably right. Mm-hmm. But I think it's great that, you know, with focusing on the internal health, you're supporting sustainable change which is ultimately what everybody wants. So, you know, those listening here who, you know, because a lot of people think, oh, I want to transform my body. I just need to eat less, do more cardio and train heavy. So what are some of the things that you go through with your assessments to be able to, I guess, you know, assess a client and see some of the things that are going wrong internally? So the the first thing we always look at um, when we look at it, is also the hormonal portion. So we look at a hormonal assessment. So if someone's in person, we will go through a 12-point caliper. We have so many clients now coming online, asking us questions. They're far away. They're in the States. They're other places. So we'll look at each site in the body. And each site is a different hormonal modality. So we know love handles have to do with insulin. We know the legs are more estrogen-based. The, the belly button's more cortisol-based. So we'll look at that profile and say, great, what, are you, what is your top three issues we need to focus on to get your system to heal? Then we try to tie it into digestion. So is your digestion optimal? We eat so much food. We're so focused on hormone-free and everything else, but am I absorbing it? Mm-hmm. Is it actually going into my system or is it just caking the insides of me or sitting in my gut or my stomach somewhere? So do you digest properly? Do you eliminate properly? Next, we always do a Braverman's test. So that is just for basically we all have little chemicals in our brain. Some of us make us happy. Some of us make us worry. Some of us make us sleep well. Some of us make us motivated. So you want to see what are your what are your brain chemicals say? You know, are you missing any of them? Are you a night owl? If so, why? And how do we get you to go to bed early so you can sleep and be leaner? And then lastly, primal eating. Genetically, we all want to be cut out something these days. I find we are definitely to look back on era. It'll be we are the era of cutouts. I cut out protein. I cut out animal protein. I cut out fats. Should you be cutting out those things? What do you need right now? And then we build it together and say what your success plan would look like. Yeah, and I mean, you know, just going to your, you know, the Be Elite Instagram with the before and afters and the success you have with clients is so evident. And I think there's more customization needed these days as opposed to cookie cutter programs. You know, I think if people are struggling to lose weight or transform their body, they need to have these assessments because I'm sure how many times have you seen people come in where they said that they've tried everything? Yeah, we get that. We get that a lot. I've, I've done everything, Ken. I've heard it all. And then that's the first thing they come. I've done keto. I've done everything. Nothing works for me. Mm-hmm. Get that lecture a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned the gut there. How much focus on gut health is needed to to change the body, to you know heal the body? What's your perspective on gut health? I think you know gut health is so impactful because it impacts our brain. You know, and it impacts our brain, impacts our mood. So right away, just the motivation to want to work out comes from the gut. So whenever we look at someone's program, we don't make them do it. Like, hey, you have to do gut health. Like, but I, when we do look at it, I've yet to find someone that doesn't need at least two to three months of focused gut repair. You know, it's like if you have your house and there's a, you know, there's a, a little bush and the roots grow into the side of the foundation and then you get rid of that plant, there's still a hole in your foundation. Mm-hmm. And it's learned almost to grow with that root. So how do we rebuild the gut, coax bacteria to come back in and actually be there? That bacteria that makes us feel happy. So we don't have to eat food 
like eat a, a chip or something to feel happy. So I think gut health is, is a foundation, a circle for many things we call normal, back pains, headaches, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's so important to to focus on these things. I, I really think, and have you seen a shift over the last, let's say, five to 10 years with more awareness on actual internal health when approaching fat loss? Absolutely. Now online, I think more people are using gut biome who aren't, yeah, who aren't, like I said, functional medicine doctors, just people understanding gut health and the, the quality of it. And people want it now. I find people want that more. And that's, they're coming looking for it, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But before it was like, okay, sure. Whatever you say, buddy, just get me in shape. Now it's like, yes, I want to focus on my gut. Yeah. But I think that's the beauty of how expansive our online world is now, especially with with social media and the amount of people that we follow. You know, you think back in you know early 2000s or even in the 90s, the information that people had about how to lose weight only came from media sources, sources which were basically just plugging their own product. So that's right. like it's it's such an amazing world and we have so much more access to more information and more, you know, health professionals like yourself and for people to go, "Wait a minute." <laughs> like I feel like there's something more to this. You know, I don't need to starve myself in order to actually get results. And if I actually focus on optimizing my internal body, the external reflects. So I, I think, you know, I think you're in a beautiful spot of, of something that's going to continue to transpire because I think that a lot of people are, feel like they're being lied to by their doctors, by the media, um, by conventional like weight loss systems, when in turn, if we just harmonize the body, it will do what you want it to do. So, absolutely, and absolutely. I, yeah, and I've even noticed that with myself after getting out of competing, focusing on my internal health, and I was like, wow, I'm doing less work and I'm staying leaner. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. That's one thing I noticed as well. Crazy how that you, works, yeah. You almost have to fight to keep yourself from dropping body fat. It's like you just, you just stay toned and exactly how you want, and it was less of an effort. There was no prep as much, you know, okay, I need four to 12 weeks to be like this. It's like, I'm this, like right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's exact. I can't I can't agree more with that. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So you mentioned some of the assessments that you that you guys do there. What would you say are maybe like the two to four like main reasons that you see why people can't lose weight? Like someone they've been on diets, you know, they go to the gym regularly, but nothing happens. What would you say though? Those big benchmarkers are number one. I always go back to sleep. I would say nine out of ten people. I had one client out of probably one hundred the other day come in, and I was like. Your sleep's great. Like they pass all their sleep tests. Uh, and they're not just, I knock out. So many people say that, oh man, I knock out fast. I'm good. I'm like, no, you need to be able to fall asleep in a minute or two. Stay asleep. Get up without an alarm and not need coffee. That is functional, good adrenal health. And adrenals are little glands on your kidneys that actually give us energy, you know? So that is the number one one. So sleep. Number two, um, I think a lot of it uh, tied to it is bathroom. Mm. Yeah. So many people have elimination issues. They don't, and it's from not just their, their food, but also the childhood stress. Like so many people, cause we do a lot of energy medicine with people, the stress from younger, something happened and their bowels have learned to work a certain way and shut off. So we don't eliminate toxins. We store toxins. We store toxins, toxins get stored in body fat. Therefore you can't, you can't do step mill and get rid of that toxin. It has to get coaxed to leave. So that's the second one. Yeah. Can we can we dive into that one just a, l- a little bit further? Because I think this is a key point that people need to understand. So what is it about, are we talking about uh, not going to the bathroom regularly enough or going too much? I mean, there's a whole spectrum of digestive diseases and issues happening here. So can you elaborate that on a, l- a little bit more? 
Sure. So when people, the first one is a slow bowel movement. So many people have a, a bowel that it's almost like this little valve or sphincter that separates your small and large intestine. And, you know, when we're stressed out, it's supposed to clamp shut. So when we're running away from a bear, we don't poo ourselves. We feel like we should, <laughs> right. but, we're, but we're not. We, we, all, we all want that. <laughs> <laughs> but for a lot of us, this, this being busy lifestyle that we have, it clamps shut all the time. So we're just cavemen and cavemen with cell phones. So when we're stressed, we're either killing someone or we're, or we're starving. So it just clamps shut. Then we don't go as well as we should. We drink a coffee, then we go. But that's like blowing the circuits open. So our bowel begins to learn to not go on its own, to not open that valve. That's one case. Because in all of our chemicals from our liver don't get to leave. The ones we want to get from, you know, from Advil, Tylenol, cosmetics, all those things just gets backed up in our liver. The other kind of person is constantly flipping between diarrhea, constipation. You know, so they may have bacteria in their intestines that are messing things up and they don't absorb nutrients. They're just they're just coming out you know, uh, at the wrong time. So we're losing nutrients. That's a different kind of person. They may have iron deficiencies, other things. So those are the two that I, I see the flip-flop and the constipation seem to be the most prevalent ones when they say bowel issues. So Yeah, yeah. And I think you made a good point about absorption. And, you know, especially those who maybe want to take back their calories, like, you know, reduce them a bit because they have to. And then even if you start incorporating good nourishing foods, is that even being broken down and, and assimilated properly? And, and I think that's a huge point because some people can feel like you will, your body will say that you're hungry if you're not absorbing the nutrients. So right. it's going to feel like it's in a constant starving state. And then also if, you know, if your body's not getting nutrients to support itself, you end up in more of a stressed out state because you're malnourished. That's so, right. And I think like we, I remember at the end of my fitness business, I was helping a lot of women with digestive issues as well. And it's crazy how many people have digestive issues, like, like 10 out of 10, like I'm going to say yeah. 10, <laughs> like 10 out of 10, like, that's right. <laughs> and I mean, like, it's something like I've even dealt with and I don't even know if it's from years of competing or, you know, whatever happened with my implants there. But I mean, I even struggle with that and I take good care of myself and I, and I choose good food. So, and Joe and I just got back from from our 10-day vacation down south, and we were sitting around at some restaurants and watching people. And you can tell, you know, by the quality of food that people are eating, by just even, they just look depressed in the face. They're definitely overweight. And what you eat will form how you feel and how you look. And if you're holding on to a lot of that and you can't even eliminate that, like I can only imagine the toxicity that is in some people's body and they don't even know. Like chronic illness is on such a rise. And I, I believe that the digestive system like starts with it with everything. Um, and I feel like if you can heal your gut, there's just such a world out there for so many people from like mental clarity, energy, um, better skin, like weight loss. It's, it's crazy. But yet we don't focus on gut health enough. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. You said it best. I, yeah. I have nothing else to say yeah. about that. Sorry, <laughs> I just went on like a little bit of a rant no, there. No, that was perfectly said. I, yeah. <laughs> I actually, I love gut health. I love poop talks. I love all of it because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, you got to have the good poop talks. Like, it's so crazy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. My wife always says that when she looks at my phone, she says, all your texts are from women clients talking about poo cycles. I'm like, that's my life, dear. Yeah. That's what I talk yeah. about. But it's funny because before I even, you know, got into this from, from my own profession, I'm sure like you yourself as well we don't know what is normal 
because it's not yeah. talked about. And um, I'm a little bit upset with the the school systems because they don't teach us about like bowel health. They don't teach us about managing finances. They don't teach us about like relationships or communication. So you, you wonder growing up in your life, you're like, why was I taught all this shit that doesn't even <laughs> matter to me? That's true. Right? That is so true. And then when you, you know, my- go ahead. No, I was my kids are in class and my son, he'll always say, dad, today they told us that we should be having a couple blocks of cheese a day. And I said, no, my dad says that cheese will give you mucus and mess up your estrogen. So he's like, yeah, but he's oh the only kid in class, you know, it's funny. That's so funny. But I, I, I love that people are more open to these conversations now. So I hope that more of these conversations will be open to the younger generation so that they know. Um, and then, you know, if you look at the the weight loss industry and all the, like the products, like the food products, and I'm using bunny ears here, that are yeah. put out there for the weight loss industry. But you look at the ingredients in them and you're like, oh, my God, that is just destroying your gut. I know. I know. And people don't know. They don't. Oh, this is great. I'll, I'll take this in. I'll just where is this going to go? Ask them. Where will this go? Yeah. Does your buddy know what this is? And yes. that's why I always try to get my kids to look at it and go, look at this. Do you know what it is? And if you don't know what it is, you're trusting that someone, anyway, they're going on a rant. Yeah. It cares about you. So. Yeah. And it sucks because they rely so heavily on the marketing and they're good at the marketing. And, yeah. you know, like I know that this is one of the reasons why, you know, you came to Joe and I last summer was because, you know, marketing internal health is not sexy. Like, you know, no one wants to hear that they need to fix their gut for six months before they're actually going to start losing weight. Like people don't want to hear that. Nope. So take us back to when you guys really got into this, how were you positioning it? How were you marketing yourselves? Back then? Yeah. Um, you know, we were looking at more at um, working, we called it stress reduced fat loss, really trying to focus on, you know, finding solutions to different stressors uh, and naming what the stressors were. Uh, we talked a lot about hormones, which we still do, but mm-hmm. that was our main kind of front line. Um, changing your body, changing the chemistry. And a lot of times I felt like it got lost. Like we actually had a company before this called NeuroFit Life Systems, which focused on stress, but it just, the marketing was just horrible. Mm. You know, like we weren't, we couldn't get found. No one knew what we did until they came in the room and we told them. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was struggle. A little bit. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's, it's not the best product or service that wins. Uh, unfortunately, it's who can be the best marketer. And I think that, you know, those who are passionate about what they do and have a really good solution to people, if they can learn how to market themselves better, that's when you say like, you know, you bridge the gap and, and you have a really great marketing strategy and a product. Um, and I think a lot of people listening here can even struggle with this too. And, you know, even my, my Joe and myself, like we're business coaches, but I mean, like Ken, like we talk about mindset, we talk about like meditation and like li- limiting beliefs. And so like what some people might say, like wooey stuff. And, you know, yeah. Joe and I don't market that we do a lot of personal development with our clients or, or mindset work. Um, and I, th- I feel like there's a big rise with fitness professionals wanting to promote more mindset, wanting to promote lifestyle fitness, wanting to promote meditation, which is great uh, because you know that that's what people need. But the thing about marketing is that you need to sell people what they think that they need, but in a way that aligns with you. So what are some things that you guys have really shifted and implemented over the past uh, like five to six months? 
Um, well, one of the biggest changes we learned also was um, when you do post, we want to talk in language that clients actually care about. Yes. Like, you know, if I said, I, right, you're acetylcholine neurotransmitter. People don't, most people, you're, I'm assuming everyone knows that is. But Eyes glaze over and you're like, yeah. <laughs> so first thing we tried that, we went and talked to our clients and say, why did you come to us? Like, what made you find us and what did we help you solve? And from there, we started looking at, okay, if this is what they said, this is what we're going to talk about. So we started talking about the real issues. Yeah, well, yeah, I was constipated. Yeah, I felt stuck. Yeah, I was bloated. And using words that we thought before were, I don't know, unintelligent. But those are the words that people yes. wanted to hear because that's yes. what they really felt. Language right? is so big. I want to stop you there because I want to dive into sure. this. Language is so key. And and you said it great. You're like, I, I thought everybody knew what that was. And you know, how many times have, you kind of, you need to step out of your own bubble of a world and, and you need to step back and say, okay, the person I'm trying to attract in, what do they need to hear? And I'm sure you listen and read and watch experts much above where you are and yeah. you, and you look up to them and you love the textbooks and the geeky stuff, <laughs> but it's, it's getting out of that geeky nature because, you know, the people you're trying to attract in don't really care that much. So you did market research. And I think like that's one of the best things that people can do is go talk to people. Like, how are they talking? What are they saying their issues are? Because then you start speaking your customer's language. Yeah, and that that helped us. So that was that was one of the things we did different. And then we also we started um, giving solutions. We always did on our posts, but you taught us a lot about uh, finding what the problem is, giving a solution, and then saying, "Yeah, come and see us," but not being afraid to say, "Come and see us." Like, come and see us today. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if you like it, let me know. And that kind of soft kind of whatever. So we did, we started doing that and it was massive. I have to say, I can't say it was a little bit of a trickle. It was like, you know, but how easy was that? Right. Like just <laughs> it was so easy. demand that people need to see you. Like, that's so awesome. Yeah. So that was, that was great. And I think, um, as well, when we started talking about things, we also gave, more of a story of how talk to your person, talk to them specifically. I always like to speak like I'm speaking to 1500 people, but there's only one person reading my post at a time. Mm-hmm. So I tried, you really taught me to try to speak to that person and connect with them and stop trying to be perfect. Ken. like just what are you going through? And I was always like, no, I no one needs to know that I'm effed up. Like I, I know I need to be like this guy who's got a million followers and be perfect. And I'm like, I'm not perfect though. Mm-hmm. And the people I want to meet aren't perfect. So why am I doing that? Yeah. There's no connection with me. There's nothing, you know, and I don't have the account to be a perfect account. (laughs) That's, that's so huge. And, you know, you don't need a gazillion followers to have, to have a functioning business. Like really, like you need a thousand, you need a thousand loyal, loyal fans and followers and you'll be set. Mm -hmm. So um, what kind of things did you do to get over that perfectionist mindset? Um, one, I had to trust the process. I had to say, you know what, trust the process and look to people that are doing what I want to do. So if I read your, when your post or whatever, I'm like, yeah, she's putting it out there. If I saw someone else, I'm like, yeah, look at the response. And then I also went back and looked at some of my posts and said, when I did this, it wasn't the likes you taught me, it was the interaction. Mm-hmm. What, what are people asking? What do they care? And I'm like, yeah, when I spoke about me, what I'm going through. So that really helped me start to let go of of those things and what I had to, what I thought I had to post, but what actually worked with people, what they wanted to see. So, yeah, I, I think that's, that's a great point. You just said there, we think that we need to be 
the perfect role model who is never has any mistakes or never has a bad day, um, who never eats anything bad. Uh, and it, it's funny because we all go through this, and I even went through this, and you you put yourself on an unrealistic pedestal, and then the only person you end up disappointing is yourself, when really the people who want to hear from you, they just want to know you're human and that you're going through what they're going through. And it creates That's so right. much more re- relatability. So when yeah. you started sharing more of your story or your struggles, what was that engagement shift like? Um, <clears throat> the engagement shift was questions. People started asking questions, mm-hmm. which means I had to answer these questions. Then we started having dialogue. Yes. And then I got, then they started asking me how I could help them. So it first started with me, then it turned into a conversation. I think then they felt comfortable with me. And then, then we got into talking and then I was actually saying, okay, well, how can I help you? And then that's where it went. So it was, it was a, it was a pretty quick line. Sometimes it was, you know, it's a month of talking, but sometimes it's a day of talking. Yeah. But it was, it was awesome. Yeah. And I, I think far too many people, they're, they're just focused on getting the posts and the content out there and they're like, okay, then clients will come in. But, you know, and I taught you this in the mentorship, and I think I've even done a podcast episode about about that, like that two-way conversation is key. Like that's the bridge to get a client. People don't just appear up out of nowhere. There's always some dialogue. And I'm sure, you know, you can even see a trend now of people you're having conversations with. You're like, oh, yeah, there'll be a client. It might not be right now, but like they'll come in because we don't reach out and actually open up conversation with people unless we're interested or we like them or or we trust them. So I love Mm -hmm. that you've gotten to that point. And I think that now when you know a little bit of how the system works for marketing, you're more comfortable with like wanting to talk to anybody at all because the more you talk to them, the more they're going to trust you. Oh, even, you know, you guys made a comment like, you know, like reach out to people. If someone comments on your, on your post, put video reach out to them. So now I don't even just reply on there. I go right into DM and I said, Hey guys, thanks for commenting on my post. You know, this is what I'm about. How can I help you? And I just go, why you suck today? Like, what, 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 you know, how can I help you be unstuck? And they love, that's what the first thing is. No one's ever said, you're a bastard for doing this. Screw you. And like block me. They always said, wow, thank you. I love this. And they get right into talking. So. Yeah, because it's out of the norm. And I think as marketers and and people who want to show up online and have an online presence, we always need to be looking at, okay, like what's happening in like the Instagram space right now? It's, you know, since it's been open in 2012, um, there's so many followers. We follow so many people and the people who follow you and who are influenced by you, they can sometimes just feel like they're just washed away with a thousand other people, you know, engaging and watching along. So the more human touch, the better. Um, Interestingly enough, Joe and I, we were down in uh, San Diego. We went to Traffic and Conversion Summit. So this is all like digital marketers, three days of like what's happening in the world right now. And the number one thing on their opening uh, speech was that do the things that don't scale. And I, I found that fascinating coming from a digital marketing eight, uh, like conference, which is all about like automation and scaling. Um, and they were saying, you know, do the things that can't scale. So the things that are personalized, the things that, you know, are going to shock people and they're not expecting it, the things that you can't automate. So, you know, mm-hmm. the, the personalized That's videos is, is key. And I'm like, yes, I'm doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> validation, Absolutely. validation. All right. So, um, uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about what has shifted with uh, with your marketing and how you guys are doing things now. Yeah, so we did that. And then also we went into, and I think a bigger part of it was using stories. Mm. So talking about uh, clients and just showing 
showing social proof. You know, it's, I would see a trend. If I showed social proof and spoke about why someone was stuck and how we fix them, people love that. They love to see that not everyone was the same and everyone's path was different, but they all got what they wanted. And I think showing that story and showing the individuality of each person was, was impactful because every time we do, I get messages, I get messages. Um, but the biggest thing we did that you taught us was to talk about our assessment. What are we doing? And I always thought, Sarah, like, really? Like, well, no one cares about this crap. Like, no one's, no one's going to like this or even want to hear it. But that's the most important post, the least liked, but the most interacted with. Mm. I never knew that people really want to know. I'm like, of course, what this assessment I said, I do this. Like, what the hell? What's wrong with you? But people, when I go to the detail on it, people are like, okay, I'm here. I'm coming. I'm coming tomorrow. I'm booking it. I'm like, really? So I love that. Talking about in detail what's going to happen when you come and see us or that first, first appointment was a game changer. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, and I think like this is a good point for anybody listening who has a really intricate service. So, you know, you guys do body transformations, but, you know, you do it through internal health and shifting hormones and, and fixing digestion. And it's a little bit complex. So to make something really like a really low barrier for people to reach out where they're not confused, you need to like spell things out in black and white. And I remember you guys were like, you want me to take my assessment apart and just talk about it? I'm like, yes, yes. Because if, if people aren't just getting training from you, like a personal trainer, people know, okay, if I hire a personal trainer, they're going to be beside me. They're going to like take me through a workout. Whereas with you guys, you know, doing assessment and supplement protocols and training, like it's more comprehensive and everybody different that you see so breaking down what you can find in the assessment and and how how you guys like uh modulate that information is so key so yeah I love that you're doing it I love that it actually worked and you validated um my need for you guys to do that so it's so funny because and this is you don't see what people see on the outside and I Mm -hmm. think that's a really key point for anybody running a business is that break things down because people we assume so much that people know what we do. And you just assume that everybody knew about, you know, these different like hormone indicator areas or about digestion. And the more you can educate people on how you actually transform them, the more they're going to see you as, a, as the solution. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Never speaking about the assessment was something we never spoke about it. Mm. Like we just use the word we do biosignature. Like, what the hell is that? Well, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> and you even, I'm glad that you recognize that now because you're like, what, what the heck is that? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's such a backwards way of thinking because we want to think that we need to be perfect and we need to say everything perfect and we're like using big words and we're an expert and, you know, we're a, we're a professional. <laughs> when in reality, people just want like simple grade five language, you know, how the heck are you going to help me? how the heck are you going to help me and the more we can scale that back and get on more on like a human basic level the faster faster business will grow oh yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you guys do you know group transformations you do individualized how has it been from a business wise managing different services you also have trainers in your facility. Uh, you also have business partners as well. And, you know, some people listening here might be, you know, a solopreneur. Some people might be thinking about getting into business with someone else. What would you say some advice is with running a bit more of a complex business with many different arms out of it? Um, I would say one of the best things you have to do is you have to take time to figure out your 
how you're going to win that week. You know, what are you doing this week? Because if you run into your week, I speak to a couple business people and they're just running, literally just clawing, scraping, getting by, like they're being chased by a T-Rex and just trying to get away. And you, your week's over and you're like, okay, what happened this week? Mm-hmm. Shoot, another week's gone. So taking time, maybe on a Sunday night or something to go, what's my week like? When am I doing what? And really, something I just actually recently started doing uh, was blocking severe time, like non-negotiable time, as you guys said, for certain things. And when you do that, we always think that everything's going to fall apart. Oh my gosh, I can't book the car. Everything's going to just destroy. But no, I'm not. Because when you do all the right things, you're out of your business, you're in your business, your business will, will move. But if you're in your business so much, um, you know, and you, you don't know all the moving pieces, then that's a problem. Number two is the scoreboard. Got to know the score. You know, if you don't know the scoreboard, you don't know what to do. And you don't know, you're always in mystery then. Yeah. Can you explain the scoreboard a little bit more for our listeners here? So scoreboards, like I was always taught by one of my old managers a long time ago, and you guys reiterated it was, how's your business doing number wise? Where are you at, you know, in terms of business? How much have you written? How many assessments have you done? You know, how many do you need to do to win? And if you don't know that on a minute to minute basis, I used to know what that's in the bank account all the time, but I never knew, are we winning? Mm-hmm. And so you don't ever know it's a good day. So you never know who to play, how to play them. You know, do I need to feed this trainer more and book more with them because we're in a tight spot and we need to have this? Or do I need to increase therapy and make that better? I don't know anything. You're just kind of mishmashing. So knowing the scoreboard means knowing how your business is doing number-wise, you know, session-wise, you know, how many to book, how many assessments, whatever you need to do to generate your income, knowing that. Yeah, yeah. Is it hard for you to switch from working on the business, working in the business? Because I'm sure, you know, you still love training and transforming clients, but then there's also a leadership role as well. It is. And as, as we, I don't know, I guess I'll say as I age, <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, it is, it is difficult to put those two hats on. We, we've, and because of that, I blocked Dave. So when I come in one day, I am this guy. Yeah. And when I'm on this day, I'm this guy, because I found it hard if the day was mishmashed, I couldn't switch back and forth. I was and doing a poor just job. Feel involved. like you're in chaos mode. Yeah. Theming yeah. your days or blocking your days, it's so important, you know, for those who can do it. Uh, you just feel more at peace, at ease. And because you need, you need different states for different, you know, areas of your business. You know, whether I'm doing a podcast or doing a coaching call, like it's not a creative day for me today. Cause it's just, I can't, I just want to talk with people and I want to socialize. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the more that people can realize, and I think this comes with a lot of personal development and a lot of self-awareness for people as well to realize like what takes you out of state, what puts you into state um, and those blocks of times that make, you know, things move better. I agree with that. Yeah. I totally agree with yeah. that. It does, it does take a little bit of time with that. And you, you do have to go through a little bit of life to realize everything's always going to be okay. Everything we've ever gone through, it's been horrible in our life. We've managed to get through it and we're here. So if I change something, it's different. That's the scary part, but that's all it really is. It's just the change, right? Mm-hmm. People hate change. We, 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 we all think that we desire it, whether it's a new level of income or having a family or a relationship, you know, whatever we see that we idolize. But then it's so hard to make those steps to actually want to change. So with the whole life of your business, what would you say was one of the biggest resisting points that you were at that from the other side that you can have so much hindsight on? Has there been any massive uh, resistance? I would say 
massive resistance would be to give things away and say, okay, I will trust that these people will take care of these clients and do what they need to do and do them well and do it the way I want it to. Uh, when we were in corporate, it was easy because that was our role. We never touched clients. They came in, we booked them, we, they went away. But here it's like, these are clients that came to see us and we're giving them the training. So that was the hardest part, delegating and letting go mm. and letting go of tasks and duties so you can actually do other things. You know, like, even if it's like, I'm not going to cut my grass because I can pay somebody to cut my grass and do something else with my family or make more money and letting that go and not feeling like you're an idiot for not taking care of everything, Ken. What's wrong with you? Like, yeah, <laughs> that, that I, to- I totally know that feeling from the A-type personality. <laughs> it's, it's a control thing. And, uh, you know, I think that's like we want businesses. We want, you know, to hire on our teammates or trainers or, you know, people to assist us. But when it comes right down to it, I remember I was hiring a virtual assistant for my fitness business and I sat on it for like six weeks. And then I was doing an, I needed to get everything that was in my brain and how I operate down into some sort of system to train her. And so we, we put up so much resistance and we block ourselves for the silliest things. And now that you're on that yeah. side, did you wish that you did it sooner? Oh, absolutely. Abs- you know, it, it was, it would have been amazing. The second thing is, getting, I've always wanted to have mentors. Um, but there was a, I remember reading a quote last year and the guy said, you know, how you buy is how you sell. So I was always like, yeah, I want to invest, but geez, I can only invest this much. And and then I, you know, brought, brought up you guys and said, you know what, you got, we got to work with these guys. we got to work with these guys. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. Fuck it. Let's just, the money's good. We always find the money when we need to, let's just put it out there and invest we, what's worth it, you know, and, and stop doing like, okay, we can do a hundred bucks and then getting someone we're not really happy with anyway. Yeah. And this has been the working with you guys has been the best investment we've ever done. Oh, um, I love hearing that. Thank you. It, it, it was. And it was, it was more than if you told us last year, we'd be investing. We'd be like, are you crazy? Are you nuts? But it has come back like threefold, fourfold. So we're like, let's keep doing it. Who cares? You know, I wish I had done that sooner. Yeah. Um, and I love that, you know, you, you guys went through our three month mentorship and, and now you're into our, our mastermind as well. So, but, and you can even see like the different like levels oh, of yeah. the different levels of conversation and, and how like even this next year, I'm so excited for you guys. Uh, but I think that's such a good point. And I mean, I was even like that too. And I think the A type control personality, we think that we can figure it all out for ourselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, as a business, you know, wanting to generate income, there's that fear of, you know, well, I don't really have a lot to invest, you know, if I put this in, you know, is it going to be worth it? And once you start investing more, you want to continue that rolling. And I remember I used to be so, I would, I would think of it as like contractive, like not wanting to spend, spend money, not wanting to hire coaches, not wanting to implement different systems or um, automation or backend tools, you know, all those things that make a business run. Cause I could do, I could just do it myself or do it manually. But when we start offloading some of that work or investing some of that money, I don't know if it's an energetic thing, but it's like more good stuff just keeps rolling in. Yeah, that's right. It does. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Even Joe and I started really investing in coaches last year and then like that just like 10x our business as well. And it's, it's a philosophy that's hard to hard to explain unless people actually just jump into it. Exactly. You know, and for us, we just, it, it was exactly that. And also sometimes it's the ego of like, 
well, you know what? I'm pretty freaking smart. I run business. Why? I don't want. I don't want to have someone come in and rip my asshole open and say what's wrong with my business, which you guys didn't do, which you did it in a good way. You know, you did it in an amazing way. Um, but I don't want to feel like I can't do this. Does that mean I can't do it? And I don't want to tell people that I have it because what does that mean? I can't do it. And I remember watching you guys be and go, "We're going to get coached." And I was like, "Yeah, what the hell? Who cares? No one's going to stop following me because I got help. We're going to come more because I'm going to be better at what I do and be able to help more people." And know again that I'm human. So yeah. yeah. And I think as a business owner too, and it's that ego control factor. Obviously, if we're running a business, we want to feel like we know what we're doing. <laughs> but and the reality is in this, I've seen this time and time again with health and fitness professionals. Like you're so passionate, like you don't geek out over maybe do now, but marketing and like all that <laughs> stuff. But like that's not your passion. And that's if right. you haven't spent years learning the business side, uh, you know, how are you ever going to up level? So and that, that was a whole mindset shift for me too. And it just takes people to kind of stepping back and thinking about that a little bit differently. It doesn't put you down or make you any less. It's actually going to make people look at you better and go, oh, wow, they're actually investing. And if the, the club starts changing or, or the good, good changes, it affects the clients as well. So everybody wins. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So you guys are holding a, a retreat coming up. And mm. tell, tell me a bit about this retreat because it's so interesting. Yeah, so we uh, this retreat is to focus on growth. We want people to it's our thrive retreat, and it's it's getting people who have maybe gone through uh, maybe a tough year, a tough end of the year, and they need to move to a different level. And one of the best ways is to shift your mindset, to shift your body, uh, and to heal. We got on these retreats just because we said, you know what, we want people just to hang around us and see what do we do every day, how are we progressing the way we are, what do we do when we get up in the morning. So we cook together on this retreat. The food's organic. We're trying to show you and we trade recipes. We show you this is how I'd be cooking today. You know, we exercise, we train together, you know, because we're great. We want to move our body. We push our minds. We do a lot of mindset stuff where we're doing meditation, yoga, uh, qigong, different things to just show when you work on the energy in your body, pain is less. You feel better. Um, you know, we have some great speakers in. Actually, Joe's coming in. Mm-hmm. Joe's going to come and speak uh, to us. Brenda, our mindset coach, you guys know, you guys work with her as well. She's coming to talk to the group. And both of them are going to come and deliver some great uh, nuggets of wisdom that people can take away. Because when they leave, I want them to not go back to life and go, it was like yeah, coming off a beach. I don't know how to apply this. Just go back to life. I want them to come back and go, I can run this just like this in my life. Yeah. And, and that's that's what it's about. And I think that immersive, intimate space is really important because, you know, I don't want to use the word control, but when you're working with a client, what they do outside of when you see them or talking to them is a little bit up in the air, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes, that's and, right. And, you know, we all hear the excuses and the stuff that goes wrong, but immersing people into, you know, three, four days of, of a retreat and of a, of a retreat and what it's like and being surrounded by like-minded people and really kind of handholding, you know, a little bit through different steps can actually help create positive change and that momentum going forward. Um, as opposed to just, you know, trickling some information and then hoping that people are doing it at home. That's right. Yeah, that's fantastic. So what's going to be going on um, in terms of like the scheduling a little bit for the retreat? Uh, let's see. So we're looking at June 6th. So people would come in. Our retreat comes in usually Thursday evening, June 6th. And people kind of mill in. It's pretty relaxed. We're just kind of, you know, getting people settled. We have a nice evening. Maybe have a bonfire. Have a couple laps. You know, we have a nice uh, house out in Keswick. Uh, so buy some water there. So we'll just, you know, have a nice relaxing evening and get into it. And then... 
then Friday we start. Friday we start, you know, when the sunrise, we try to get into our energy work and, and get our mindset in the right direction. Before your day can go wrong, let's make it right. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to have a, I think that day, Joe and Sarah coming that day, they'll do some talking with us, you know, and we will exercise. Yeah, and don't guys don't think that we're going to be sitting, you know, on, on flipping patio cushions and doing nothing. We're going to move and exercise and, and push our body. So when it's time to play, when that second eight hours come, it's time to play and relax. We're going to party and have a good time and laugh and, you know, and just relax. And that's how life should be. You work hard for eight hours and that may vary. You, you know, you, you rest and play for eight hours and then you sleep for eight hours. And I always laugh when people on this retreat at the same time at night, everyone starts to fall asleep. Like, like little kids, like we all go down. Mm-hmm. If you, in the, in, and that's kind of a, a snapshot of what our days are going to be like, but uh, without giving away too much. So. Yeah, no, I love that you bring in that that balanced approach. And I think that if people can learn to live their life with doing the things that they need to do, you know, moving the body, like nourishing it well, um, getting some restful sleep, you know, you can still, you know, stay up and do some things and, and play some games or whatever it is that you guys are going to do um, and have that balanced approach, you know, probably with without TV, you know, without the electronics, you know, without the junky foods and all all those things that just drain us. Um, you know, you go to a space like this and you come back actually feeling revived and not that you, yeah. yeah. People usually buzz for the next two or three months. Like, wow. Like, you know, I feel like I can just, and that's what we, we started doing these because people would crush their business. We would crush our business after this. The retreat started because there were things for us. We needed a break. And then we started bringing people with us and we noticed the next three or four months, they were focused whether they're athletes, business people, whatever. Everything took off. And that's what we want when they leave here, not mm-hmm. to go home and be like, life sucks. Don't want to be home. I'm sad. Yeah. You know? And I think there's something powerful about getting around other people and you all helped to increase your vibration. And then if you can, you know, have some tools and tactics to help you maintain that, you know, the better. Uh for, for anybody listening here who wants to get into retreats, because I know retreats are kind of a little bit of a hot thing right now. What are some mm-hmm. suggestions for people for, for starting retreats? Um, I would say the first thing is, is find out who do you want on your retreat? Mm. Who's your person? Who are you speaking to? Who do you want to help? That's your first one. Um, number two, I suggest people to go out and go through that retreat by themselves or with you know, maybe a friend or two and just go through that process. Go out, find a house, Airbnb, and go through the process of your day and, and see. Like it, You have to be able to do it yourself because the worst thing is to be running a retreat and you're like, oh my gosh, it's day two. I can't wait this to be done. I'm so tired. You know, you want to be able to love what you're going to do and say, do I really love this? Or is this just like a business moneymaker for me? Which isn't wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it doesn't make you a bad person if it is. But for me, I could do a retreat every week of the year. And that's why I love it. And that's why I'm excited to do it. So it would be the first two things, you know, um, find out who you want to speak to on that retreat and design it that way. And then two, go out and do your retreat on your own and see how you feel when you're done. If you feel amazing or you feel like, eh. That would be my first two steps. Yeah. I loved your first point there about really nailing down who do you want in? Because that changes your languaging for like the sales page or in your marketing. And, you know, if you're going to be spending three or four days with this person or these people, you want to make sure mm-hmm. it's a right fit, not just for you, but but for the group as well. And that you are attracting in in the right, uh, the right people. Um, any marketing advice for people on some things that you guys are doing? So I know that you guys are starting to market now and, it, and it's in June. Yeah. So for us, the first thing I said, we uh, obviously have some suggestions from you guys is to get everything set up and start talking to people that have already been through your services. Yes. People that have gone through maybe your online programs, your training, your different things who are comfortable spending money with you and then talk to them first. 
because they may be the closest that I would, I'd say the warmest lead, but they are. There's someone who's like, I know you, I trust you. I know what you're all about. And this seems like the next step for me. Yeah. I'd say start that first because you may just fill your retreat on that alone. And then from there, you can start looking at outside of your marketing. Um, you know, you had some great ideas of doing, you know, uh, live posts, you know, maybe not every day, but <laughs> maybe not for 60 days or 30 days like you guys, but doing some live we're, posts. We're hardcore. <laughs> I know. Doing some live posts to show someone, take aspects of the retreat and talk about it on a live post. So people can see what they'd be getting go, wow, if I learn this much from these guys or this gal in this period of time, what am I going to learn in three or four days? Let me come back and, and do that for sure. So those are some some good things I would say to start in the marketing side. Yeah, yeah. And I love that you said, you know, go to your warm leads first. And I think that a lot of people don't really step back again, step out of your own world, of a, step out of your own bubble and think, okay, I'm asking people to come spend three, four days with me, like spend, like sleep with me in a home. You know, I'm going to feed them. They're going to be like, you know, they're going to spend all this time with you. It's, it's, it's a big commitment for people from, you know, the financial, from rearranging schedules, you know, to saying, you know, I'm giving up my whole weekend to do this. Um, so most of the people who come into your retreat, you're going to know who they are. It's, yeah. And, and you know, you can't rely always on social media for that aspect and nor should you want to. And, you know, we've always talked about building your business mountain and, you know, your ascension model for your business. And I think a retreat, you know, that intimate experience is like that next level up for your best clients who you want to go deeper on things with. So absolutely. I love that you said that. I feel like a lot of people just don't think that way when, when wanting to do a retreat or a big event. Mm -hmm. And you know what, even beyond that, they have, they have to know you. So if you are speaking to people outside of your, your warmer leads, uh, one of the things we actually just fixed, we're going to fix now after once again, dealing with you guys and speaking to you is talk more from us. So people go, well, I don't know if I'm going to spend time with you. I need to know you Ken. Yeah. I said, I can't just look at a sheet of paper and go, okay, yeah, that's good. Let me come now. You know, like that's, that's important. We're going to speak more from ourselves. Talk about the last retreat a little bit more. People can yeah. get a good sense of a, an emotional feeling. Okay, this is emotion. I'm going to buy that way. I'm not going to buy based on a slide, a piece of paper. And I, I like that's a key point for like marketing 101, whether someone's going to come spend a weekend with you at a retreat or, you know, spend 100 hours training with you like one on one. You know, people need to feel like they know you. And, you know, and this is why when you share your story in your posts, like we were talking earlier, you get so much more engagement and conversation going. You know, people have a problem that they want solved obviously, and you're the solution, but they need to like you. They need to like that solution because, I mean, you know, there are so many health and fitness professionals out there, but they're going to choose the one that they resonate with the most. And that takes them getting to know you. And, you know, which is hard coming from like the perfectionist person that you are, that I am with having to show who we really are, you know, the good, the bad and all that. So if people can say, yeah, like, you know, I like Ken, like he's an awesome guy. I, I want to spend a weekend with him. <laughs> and I think like, that's like the humble nature that we all have. It's, it's hard to kind of put ourselves up on a pedestal as an expert, but then also as a human being, you know, going through struggles as well. And then, you know, also saying like, I'm really good at what I do. I, I want to help you through this. And I, yeah, I think absolutely. that you guys have really, you've really come into that. Like, I'm really proud to see like the shifts that you guys have had since you know, September that we've been working together. Which is, you know, which really isn't that long. It is long, but it's not that long to have that much great things happen. Like, it's like, holy yeah, crap. It's six months, six months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. amazing. And you then, guys are amazing. Oh, you're so kind. <laughs> 
Okay. So if anybody wants to learn any more information about this retreat, maybe they want to come and sit sit in on this and see how you do these retreats, or maybe there's someone listening here who needs to take that time back for themselves. They've lost that focus on their body, on their spiritual, on their mental health, and who really just want a getaway with you guys. How would they find out more information? Uh, one of the best things they can do is go to our website, uh, would be www.beelite.ca. And we have a little link on there for our retreats. Um, as well, we'll be doing, um, on our Instagram, if you go to our Instagram, um, which maybe we'll, we'll put in the comments, whatever, but yep. B underscore elite underscore Ken, uh, we'll be having stuff in our comments, in our actual, uh, what's it called? Your... In the title where all my information is. <laughs> the bio, the bio. The, the bio. There you go. The bio. I, I had a brain fart there too. I'm like, oh my God, what's that called? <laughs> I'm like, Sarah, help me, help me. Yeah, so in, in, the, in the bio, yeah. We'll put some information there so we can go click on it, look at it, read about it, and understand more. So Yeah, awesome. I'll put uh, both those links uh, in the show notes here for everybody to, to go click in on. So thank you, Ken. I really appreciate you taking this time out and coming on the show. Um, I know we've been talking about this since like the fall and we're finally making it happen. Um I know you listen to this show, so I have one last question that I finish everybody off with. Since this is the fulfillment project, what does fulfillment mean to you? Well, it means getting to do the things I want to do in life and the time I want to do them and the way I want to do it. In them. Mm. And, and I'm, I'm getting there. Thanks to you guys. So. That's good. That's good. Has that definition shifted for you over the years? Yeah, fulfillment used to mean everything about my physical. Mm. Great. How much can I lift? How do I look? Uh, you know, how's my body looking? That was the most fulfillment. That's as deep as it was getting. And uh, it's changed. Yeah. You know, I'm happy now. So. Yeah, that's good. I feel you on that one for sure. But it's funny, like you're still in great shape. Um, like, I don't know how I stay as lean as I do because like I don't feel it's and it's I find this the same with business. And I'm really curious to see when you get to this place in business. What we put so much focus and work into on like the physical side. So like, I need more money. Like I need clients. Like I need to fill up my trainers, like all that stuff that we know needs to happen. Much like I need to go to the gym. I need to do my cardio. I need to portion out all my foods to have this result. When you start realizing that you don't need that much forced energy on it and you settle into, I am like really happy with myself and where I'm at, the actual, the result just seems to show up. Like it's, it's crazy. And I'm telling you, like, That's so true. and you felt it with your body. So you are going to fill this with your business. And I guarantee it's definitely going to be probably over the next year of just being like, Hey, like, I'm not forcing this. And this is, this doesn't feel hard anymore. And it's like happening. <laughs> and you're like, what's happening? I already felt little speckles of that. Like, I remember going, wow, like, this is like, okay. Like, this is, I'm not thinking up at night and thinking about things. It's just kind of flowing. And I love that. I, I, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm excited for this year. For the first time in a long time, I'm very excited about this business year. Yeah, that's so exciting. I'm so happy for you. Thank you so much, Ken. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Honestly, shows and podcasts like this are not possible without you. So I have so much gratitude for my listeners. You freaking rock. If you want to find me over on Instagram, I am sarah.fennel. Tag me in a post. Let me know what your favorite episode is. Hit me up with a DM. I will always write you back. Shows like this are not possible without ratings and reviews. So if you feel so moved, please write me an honest comment, an honest review, and let us know what you think of the show. 